0: Thank you so much for being here today. Today we have the amazing Lisa Sweeney. She is the founder of Business in Heels and today she's going to give us some tips and tricks about how she managed to create an amazing audience and beautiful group of women of over 160,000 business women. This all sounds amazing. I really can't wait to start speaking with Lisa and knowing what are the strategies that she has been using behind the scenes. This is all amazing because all of us want to learn how to network better and how to grow our businesses. And Lisa happens to be the expert in this topic. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being here today. Please let us know about you, your amazing story, how all of this got started. Hey Diana,
1: it's so great to be here. And I have to say, I'm sure it's beautiful weather in Canada, but it's freezing cold at the moment in Australia. So hence I'm all rugged up and you look like you're ready for a day out. Um, business in heels has been going for six years. Um, I guess just to give you a little bit of a picture, my background started in corporate. And years and years ago when I was traveling, and I used to do a lot of travel for corporate, I realized that in many of the countries I went to, you know, women weren't equal and they weren't getting an equal voice. And a big part of um, why I went into, you know, start Business in heels was really to try and open up that opportunity for women. And I think, you know, coming out of corporate, you hear about all the scary women that are out there that can be... A little bit cruella deville, um, and we wanted to create a community that was not like that, where it's collaborative, where people help one another, where people have got each other's backs, and that that's a big part of what goes behind business and heels and what we love about it
0: yeah that's amazing. It takes um, a lot of i guess a lot of um, experience like the experience that you God, of course, in the corporate world to actually create these networks. Um, that is my guess. But i like to know directly from you, what are exactly those steps that you took? Like somebody, for example, a woman, is out there trying to figure out how can I replace the income that I have in a job and, and jump into a business? But it happens that for that also... I have to have a community because who is going to buy my offers? How is that journey? How somebody can actually gain that in a way that actually gives results? Because there is a lot of information outside and people feel overwhelmed and confused. What do you think? Lisa? Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and we, we talk to women all the time that have exactly that problem. So maybe let's start, you know, at the beginning, if you're a business owner, And then we can dig into my particular story a little bit later. But if you're that business owner and you've got a great idea, the key thing you need to do is to be really clear on what's special about you. What's your unique sales proposition? What is it that you do differently? Now, quite often it might be a service-based business. And so maybe the key differentiator is you. But what is it that magic that you bring to your service offering that makes you different. And the minute you can start articulating that, then you're ready to network. And one of the key things we see when people start business, because they don't have a lot of business, is that they want to take an each-way bet. I want to be everything to all people because maybe, just maybe one person will start doing business with me and I'll get going. And that is actually the worst possible thing you could do. Right, You need to think about what you're great at. Everyone's great at something. Everyone has a speciality. Everyone's, you know, they are their own person. No one else can be you. So a key thing is to stop looking at everybody else and get clear on what it is that you do and you do fabulously and and start that as the beginning step. And then once you're absolutely clear on that, then you can start networking. So then you can tell other people what it is that you're great at. And what you'll find is because you're really clear on that, people will be attracted to that very thing that you're great at. And at the end of it, you start creating a business all around what it is that you're good at and what you love doing rather than a bit of everything and often ends up creating stuff that you don't love and you don't want to keep doing. So that's the, the very first thing. And then, when you when you get ready to start going out, I know for lots of people it's uncomfortable. Lots of people assume, and when I have to go out and go networking, people, other people are going to judge me, you know, and, and I feel nervous about what they're going to think about me. And so what you've got to remember is everybody else out there is just like you. They're equally nervous. They're equally uncomfortable. So if you were walking down the street, and you saw someone who dropped stuff or tripped over, you would lend a helping hand, wouldn't you? would go over and you'd say, hey, you know, here, here you go, here's your stuff back. Networking is exactly the same way. You're helping somebody else out by listening to their story. It's not about you. So if you can reframe it up about how you're helping others, not only from the business that you do, but by listening to their story, by taking an interest, then suddenly, going to open up this whole world of possibilities of
0: other people that you can do business with. Yeah, yeah, that's that's um, say about maybe becoming a little bit conscious of, of ourselves, of that by showing, you know, showing up and sharing your talents and your expertise is the only way that people is going to discover you. and know, but. My other question being in that regard, how do you start building the actual network? Um, because let's say put it in real, real scenario, in a real scenario. Right now, a woman decides, okay, now I feel confident. I feel that this is what I want to do. My problem is not anymore that I'm confused if I want or not. I am ready. And now I am ready also to go and say to the world, so what is what I have to do? I stand in front of the camera because I want people to know about me. Right now, it's difficult with the with, with the situation in the world about the pandemic. So I just go on social media or I start communicating what I do. But may, I found personal personally many women who complain that nobody's putting attention. Um, you do a 10-minute video, a five-minute video, and then you see the statistics, and there is... People is so distracted with so so many things. how you can create an audience when you put outside and outside content, but people is not actually you know that engaged. I've heard that many many times in comments in in groups and all of these, so what is your recommendation that creates frustration for many women? how you create a, a an audience a, how you create a a network that is actually engaged with you?
1: Yes, the social media is um a little bit. Different in, in the way you want to approach it. So uh, it's similar and it's different. Let, let's, the similarity is that no matter what you do, you need to be the helpful person. You know, business has grown by helping others. Yeah. If you go out and help people, this is the law of reciprocity. The more you help one person, the more they want to help you back. That's a fundamental. And that's how small business grows. So small business cannot grow by selling at people. They're not going to be McDonald's and and have lots of TV campaigns. Small business has to grow by helping one another. So one of the great things about social media is that there's groups. So rather than trying to sell at people, you need to get involved in groups and you need to become the cheerleader in the group. So one of the key things, I mean, you just alluded to it before, how frustrating is it? You put out a post and, and it takes time and effort and nobody comments on it. But lots of people read them, right? So this is the interesting thing. So how is it that you can get more people to comment and engage with you? Because at the end of it for social media, it's not about them wanting to buy from you straight away. It takes up to 12 touch points. People have got to get to know you, particularly women. Women all want to get to know one another first. They want to know if they can trust you before they start doing business with you. So you need to be that cheerleader. You need to be the person that likes, comments, shares on other people's posts. And then you're building up that reciprocity that when you post, the other guys feel like they need to do the same for you. And that starts haloing your content. Mm -hmm. And so if your content can be more around sharing or engagement, you can talk about some of the challenges that you're having. You know, what? I've just got a new website really need some people to have a look at it and comment. What do people think? Do you like the color scheme? You know, if I'm posting this material, you know, which which of these images do you like better? I'm developing my logo. What do you think of these things? Get people out there that want to comment and share, and you do the same for other people. And that immediately starts forming a little bit of a tribe of people around you. So that that's one approach that you can take. And another one is about trying to find collaborators. You know, no matter as I said, once you've niched your business down, there's going to be services and other things that happen in a similar in a similar sort of industry to you. So let's let's take an example of a business. So it might be that the lady's a massage therapist, for example. And she she does physical massages, or she might do them on, over the internet. Um, it might be Reiki healing. And so she might then find other women that offer other healing-type services that she can collaborate with because not every client is going to be right for her. So she might decide she might work with a naturopath. She might decide she might work with somebody, um, a fitness coach. She might decide she could work with um, somebody who's into weight loss. And there may be three or four of them are haloing looking for business and if it's not right for me, well, it might be right for you. And, and you pass people around because it's all about the power then of referral. So collaboration and referral really help you grow a business online.
0: Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I'd like to know about the particulars of your own, how you, how you got, you know, managed to create or bring together this beautiful network of one hundred and sixty thousand business women. What were your steps, your life around how was the process?
1: <laughs> it was very busy.
0: <laughs> and I so, can um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we have a, a um a lot of branch directors on the ground in different locations. So our branch directors on the ground would host physical coffee events and things, maybe evening events, um sumptuous lunches, all sorts of fun and different events. And so because we had location-type events going on, we were then able to offer online events and online education and other things that would help business owners grow. But it it started from the physical events. So you've got to remember we've been running for over six years. Um, Over that time, I think in every country, we had more and more and more events until – we're almost all evented out, and then COVID hit, so now we're all back to um, having online events. Uh, and so we run a number of online events. Um, we have four pillars. Uh, our four pillars are mentoring, education, connection, and marketing. So from the point of view of um, education, we run a business accelerator program which takes people through the 12 steps, step-by-step that we've been talking about, the next sales proposition. Who do I collaborate with? How do I get referrals? How do I get my business plan? And then all those things that you need to do to scale so that it's not you doing every single job um, and how you actually create funnels and um, email marketing. So what we've found is that um, by having lots of people in different locations, we're then able to take the the groups, the key people out of the different groups that need that education. And what we do is either let them do it online on demand or we put together a boot camp. And so over COVID what we were doing was actually running a campaign about random acts of kindness where businesses that were doing okay were putting money aside to help the people that really needed this sort of education. And we were able to put a whole lot of people through the accelerator program which was great, and we've seen them really scaling up their websites and getting, you know, automating that communication from the time someone maybe downloads something off your website to then upgrading that person to a potential client. So that, that's been a key part of, of what we've done. And then what we've discovered more recently is that it's all well and good to be doing your own education, but quite often You really need to talk to somebody who's been there before you to say, hey, look, in your situation, this is what I did and maybe what you need to to consider is this, this and this because, as I'm sure you're aware, Diana, it's very lonely when you're running a business, particularly when you're first starting. There's lots of things to learn about and it's like, well, who do I talk to about this? I've never had to do that before. Um, And one of the key things we found is that mentoring adds a real real Another dimension to it. So uh, we run mentor mornings online where we've got probably about eighty to one hundred mentors from around Australia and also internationally. So for us that spans from Sweden to the United Arab Emirates, and we've got people in the states as well that are um, coming on board as our mentors. and any any woman can rock up, it's twenty bucks to come so we know you're coming. And you can sit there and chat with a mentor for an hour. Just get a different perspective on life. And it's a great way to help people move forward just past whatever that immediate hurdle is for them. You know, and I think probably one of the biggest challenges is to accept that as a business owner, you're never going to know everything, nor do you want to do everything, right? You need to have those other people around you that you can ask for advice, particularly on specialist things. You know, and sometimes it's just not worthwhile learning, you know, uh, maybe how to do some of your social media. It may not be worth learning how to do SEO or your website. You know, there's a whole raft of things you need to cover as a business owner. But, you know, pick and choose the ones that you're going to be good at so you don't waste your time.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so pretty much your, your experience started in the retail corporate world, I think, I understand. So, how was that transition to, my understanding is that you started e- networking events. Is that correct? How was that transition, yeah. if that that's the case?
1: Look, it, it was an interesting one. So, um, my background's retail and buying. So, uh, I used to spend on somebody else's credit card a lot of money. Um, and so, Target, I used to work for Target Australia, which is a little bit like Target US, um, and buy big sections of buying offices. So, To a certain extent, you were running your own business. So a lot of things about running your own business I was doing already and had been doing for a number of years, setting strategy, working out where the opportunities were, carving out different businesses and and testing my business skills in the market. So I knew a lot of that stuff. What I didn't know was how to run my IT, my accounting, and a whole lot of the legal stuff that goes down with running a business. So we had a big learning curve. That and a big part of why networking was so key was because in the retail industry world, I was incredibly well known and had a lot of great connections. In the broader world, not so well known, and suddenly I needed to have a much bigger network. So that was a key driver in getting networking um, events off the ground. And we know that you know many other women are exactly like us, so it's you know, in part you know, creating that haven for people where they can come along and meet a great range of people that will be their potential collaborators is, is a part of it.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. So it was like a smooth transition, right? Moving into network the, the uh, network events.
1: Look, you know, what we started off from the business plan for the first few years and what we've ended up with is totally different. So all mm-hmm. I can say is you've got to learn from experience and willing to go with the flow. Um, Whatever you think will always be changed. It's just life. And who would have thought of COVID? I mean, who had that in their business plans going forward? <laughs> so um, you know, being flexible, and I guess opportunistic, is a good, a good thing too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But still, an understanding your strengths. So within mm. that.
0: So now there is a, a community there, um, certain community that you have, the business women, in. And- what, what do you do right now for them, or uh, I, I guess it's about your um, your mentorship and on all of these services that are they in a group like in a Facebook group? How people can find that community? Yes yeah, so um, so there are Facebook groups, so if
1: people want to have a look for our page, we've got a number of different groups across Facebook mm-hmm. that they are welcome to join. If people go to our website, um, They will find all the events we've got listed. And every week we run a coffee date. And so people can just join. It's free. Come along, meet other great women. It's a fun, it's a fun, entertaining way of chatting with people. We usually put people like in Zoom into breakout rooms and you might be discussing what's your favorite chocolate bar down to, um, you know, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given. It's a really great, authentic way for people to meet. We run the Mentor Mornings once every couple of months in different locations. As I said, International is just coming up, but it's every couple of months, and that's Mm -hmm. a great opportunity to come along and meet people. And then we do big summits online. So we've got one for women in marketing coming up. So it's a leadership summit, and we've got the Managing Director of Walt Disney opening that event, and we'll be talking about, you know, some of the challenges that women in leadership face. And then we've got a business solutions summit coming up for business owners. And that's a day of workshops where you can come in, workshop a niche topic like how to blitz Instagram or, you know, how do you get, how do you actually sell? A lot of women hate closing sales. You know, there's usually about 14 topics that so people can come in, do a couple of workshops, network really well. We give prizes. It's a, it's a fun day. But it's all done on an online conferencing platform.
0: Yeah, okay. So uh, with all the experience all the baggage that you have, what would be the particular tips, very specific tips that you can give women in order to start creating their own events, the networking events, considering the conditions now that is pretty much virtual? What would be your recommendations for that particular um, scenario?
1: So be really clear, first of all, on, on what it is that you do and what market you serve. And try and create networking events, not to sell but to find those collaborators because if you can find one person that will refer other people to you then you've got this endless list of clients from one person as opposed to trying to sell at one person and you've got a 50-50 chance of whether that converts. What You're looking to create a tribe, create a tribe that can feed you ongoing. It's like teaching you to fish. So do those things and then those people, those collaborators will become your team. They'll be able to help you with different things. You'll be able to help them and you'll all grow your businesses nicely together.
0: So it will be about finding some collaborators, finding some uh, key leaders in setting your niche. That will be the tip.
1: Yeah, so it can be your niche, but they service your clients. So you really need to get clear on who your clients are. Mm -hmm. So it could be people, as I said before, the massage therapist, Mm -hmm. the naturopath, the fitness coach. But maybe the person that comes to you for that might be affluent. Maybe they've got a lot of money. So maybe then the car salesperson, the jewellery supplier and other things that those people buy could also be in that team too. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot about thinking a little bit more um, holistically about the client mm-hmm. that you serve.
0: So and what would be the, a good proposal that you can make to this um, type of um, uh, potential partners? It would be about if I get potential sales from this event, you're going to get some, you know, commissions or that or, or how it would be interesting for them to actually partner with you. Or is it about we put the event together? What would be the best? What do you recommend?
1: Look, I think put the event together. Mm -hmm. um, But at the end of it, it's about part of the event is to learning to trust one another. So you might put an event on for a broad group of people that service that client. And then out of the people at the event, it's about, you know, who do you connect with and who do they connect with? But what you can – the concept, the idea behind it is let's all work out a better way of communicating with our customers. Facebook ads are expensive. Google ads are expensive. How about we cross-refer the different people that we've got coming to us? And maybe, for example, the clients are the same and they'll use both services. So maybe I'll use the jewellery supplier, the, um, you know, the car person – as well as the massage person. Or maybe it's my cleaner and my massage person that work together. And so it's a complementary collaboration. So we both get business. So every time I get business, you get business. you know. And so what we're looking for is people then with the same values as me that I can trust. Because if I'm going to refer someone to you, I need to know that you're going to do the same sort of job to the same sort of standard that I am so that my clients are happy. So I want my client coming back saying, "Oh no, Diana didn't do what I said she was going to do," mm-hmm. that, and that's the key thing. So the networking events that you set up are about how can you all be smarter about tackling
0: and growing your business, moving beyond paid ads. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's um, um, a good uh, point. Um, I think that many people struggle with um, the monopolization of these platforms like Facebook with the advertisement and the cost of these. So it's difficult for very small business or people who are starting out to scale properly based just on ads. So this type of strategy is very useful for people to start sharing their own communities and to help each other. I really love that. Um, So what is your advice for someone who um, is trying to put this event together in the, in the actual process of the event, the execution of the event? What are key elements that we need to have to make that event a success?
1: So if we were doing it today in COVID and we were having to do it online, I would suggest we do it on, on the Zoom platform. Mm -hmm. And so what you would need to do is make sure you can do breakout rooms and you've got some questions organised so that people can easily um, get chatting. So what you don't want to do at the beginning is let everybody introduce themselves because it's going to be tedious and boring. And what happens, particularly if you get more than 20 people there, it just becomes an introduction fest and people switch off. So what you're better off to do is... Introduce the concept. We're going to have a great session of you know networking. I'm going to enable you to really connect with people. But part of it is not about introducing yourself here. It's about going to the breakout rooms and participating. And along the way, what each one of you does will come out. And part of the purpose of this is at the end of it, you guys are going to agree that you're going to make separate calls and connect after this event. So then You've got the key questions They go into the breakout rooms. And if you really want to add a bit of fun, you might talk to all those that register and say, see if any of them want to give away a prize. And at the end of each maybe 15-minute breakout session, everyone comes back, have a bit of fun, debrief, have a prize, go to the next session. And you could do that all nicely in an hour and it would be a fun event.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much. One of my last questions for you would be, where do you feel that this virtual events topic is going? What do you feel that is the future of networking in, in this type of environment? Uh, look, I think at the moment, um, the big question is, who knows,
1: but I do think um, online here to stay. It's allowing people like you and I to connect on a much better level than we ever could before. And, you know, I think before, you know, I used to spend a day on an airplane going somewhere. Um, we won't have to do that as much. Like for, for small business, it's such a big cost to the business anyway. And so if we can make better connections faster, quicker, in a better way, then online's a key part of it. But I think people's tolerance for boredom is really low. And so things like webinars are just becoming where people are talking at you all you know, selling at you, the ones where they spend the first 45 minutes selling stuff to you and you get no content, I think those people are going to be out of business because no one has the patience for it. But if you can be really authentic and giving, then you're just finding that this is playing to people's strengths. So it's here to stay, I think. Um, Whilst there will be a swing backwards and forwards, I'm sure you've seen it in Canada, we have here. The minute, we're able to get out and have some physical events. It was like, wow, it's great to connect, and so lovely to see you, blah blah blah. But at the same time, people are still making great connections bigger. And at the end of the day, for um, if you've got a great business idea and it's got potential to go online, you a small percentage of a very big number is still a very good business. So it doesn't matter where you are, and often. There's a lot of expense to physical, to um, location-based businesses. So if you can be that person that can do a small percentage of a global
0: population, it can be a very good business model. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. That's amazing. So to finish off this conversation, I'd like to ask you, you've been through different experiences such a you have uh, such a like well-rounded career and i like to ask you at this point what do you feel that success means to you this is a word that we like to explore as it means different things for every person so we always are curious to know what is your own perspective about success
1: well um we have a vision for business and heels where we want to Create an unlimited future for women. So it's, it's big, and I guess for us it's about making a difference. But on a daily basis, it's when somebody rings up who's having a really hard time and you can give them, a, you know, you can help them reframe stuff or put in perspective or give them some, something that will actually allow them to go away and start working on that. So you know that on a daily basis it works. It does make a difference, but I guess our picture is to, you know, we have a goal to mentor a million women, you know, to create this unlimited future for women, and, you know, we're chipping away at some of the bigger problems, I guess. So, you know, yes, there's lots of regular milestones along the way, but success is about making
0: a difference. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes, that's an amazing conversation we've discussed so far about many course of actions that we can take to make sure that the events are, you know, following minimum requirements there for success and the type of clarity that we need to have about what is that client, the partnerships that we can have. So it's been all amazing. Thank you so much. I wonder, Lisa, um, is there anything that you wish I had asked you today? Um. No,
1: Diana, um, but if anybody does have that sort of question, you know, in the back of their mind that they'd like to learn a little bit more, come along to the website, have a look at some of the different things, jump in or send us a message and uh, we're more than happy to chat to you.
0: Oh, Thank you so much. That's very kind, Lisa. I really wish you all the best with all your projects. And I always say that in the spirit of women helping each other, um I invite you over also to communicate through the uh, social media accounts. And so every time that you have wins, please tag us so we can share every every story, every single thing that you have, so we can share it with the audience too. That would be amazing if we can create those deeper connections so people can know more, even more about you after this interview. Awesome. we Will do. Sounds great, Diane. For sure. Yes. Thank you so much, Lisa, and until the next episode, bye for now.